1: Jeff Croft. Hey, good morning, everybody. It is the
2: second day of 2024, and it is an honor to have you all with us today. As we talk about political issues that really do impact your life, that you, you know, maybe we can talk about them in a manner that helps you persuade a persuadable person in your world, whatever world that might be, thereby ensuring that our constitutional republic Continues. Wouldn't that be great? Wouldn't it be great to see a massive wave, political wave hit this country? Maybe hit the world, but specifically America, all over the country in November of 2024. Now, why would that happen? Well, it could because, you know, maybe people are fed up with. 8 million illegal aliens crossing the border, including over 300,000 last month alone. Maybe we're sick and tired of protesters doing things like shutting down freeways, interrupting, you know, parades for the Orange Bowl, the Sugar Bowl, the Rose Bowl, maybe cutting off the entrance to Portland International Airport. Maybe we're tired of all of this, of inflation, high taxes. How about a crime? Now, apparently, there's not a crime crisis in America. There's not a crime crisis in D.C. There's not a crime crisis in Portland. Really? If that's true then why are people fleeing high-crime cities, including Portland? In fact, there's an interesting, and, and I appreciate Greg for sending me a series of emails here that illustrate this point. Did you know that according to actual crime statistics, many American cities are far more dangerous than being in the Ukraine? Portland's population has plummeted to a little over 600,000 this year from a high of 2020 of 700,000. Portland City has lost 100,000 residents. Why would that be? It's happening not just in Portland, but all over the country. By the way, got a um, positive story. Private property rights victory. On December 11th, 2023, the U.S. Supreme Court ruled that a 94-year-old grandmother named Geraldine Tyler, who had a tax bill she could no longer afford to pay, a property tax bill. Reached a debt. Hennepin County, Minnesota seized her condo and sold it at auction for $40,000. She had a $15,000 property tax debt. Instead of keeping the $15,000 that the county was owed and giving the rest back to Geraldine since she, you know, paid for it, the county kept all of the 40,000 and pocketed the extra 25,000. She sued the county because it was home equity theft. She argued it violated the Fifth Amendment Takings Clause. The court decided she was right. It was wrong. Even the traitor to the Constitution, John Roberts said, A taxpayer who loses their $40,000 house to the state to fulfill a $15,000 tax tax debt has made a far greater contribution to the public fisc than she owed. The taxpayer must render to Caesar what is Caesar's, but no more. Now, this piece, which is in the Natural Resource Report, it is on OregonWatchdog.com. This relates to Oregon because Oregon law prior to this ruling required local governments to follow a specific process when distributing proceeds from the sale of property seized because of local unpaid improvement assessments. Likely, Oregon is going to have to change its laws that outlines a similar process for distributing surplus proceeds for property owners. This is a win. It's a good thing, folks. Now, I wanted to start off the year with that because there's plenty of other bad news (laughs) out there. But the reality is this. The legacy of Donald Trump continues, folks. What's that legacy? It's what I've been telling you all along. Donald Trump's presidency, the first one, not including the second one that I hope and pray happens, which is why you should be encouraged, as long as we pray that he is protected from the expected assassination attempts against him. Folks, what I've been telling you all along, the legacy of Donald Trump truly will be his reshaping of the federal courts and the U.S. Supreme Court. Now. Other things that we should talk about there is a story about how Jack Smith the Trump prosecutor well apparently was involved in an extortion scheme based on a whistleblower complaint the department of justice inspect justice inspector general's office in late November we've kind of heard about this Well, it's when Jack Smith was part of the international court. He gets linked to an extortion scheme as a lawyer that had to do with Albania and Russian oligarchs. And guess whose name creeps into the document? Hillary Clinton now this is an example of going on offense it's a little too late but it needs to happen in fact it's long overdue by the way did you notice the gas price pump at at the pump I can talk I promise you uh it just popped up by 5% in Oregon. What? Yeah. This is a result of House Bill 2017 from 7 years ago, folks. And you know what we're and by the way, the gas tax went up in 2018, in 2020, in 2022 and now 2024 because of this bill passed in 2017. What are we getting for the gas tax increase and the collecting of $5 billion more over a 10 year period? What are we getting for that toll booths tolling? Cause even though we're raising almost 5 billion more, it ain't enough, is it? Nope. Remember you can sign the petition. Number four, this is votebeforetolls.org. If you haven't done it, you need to do it. Let the people vote before any part of Oregon gets told. Because what do we keep talking about? We keep talking about that they, the people, the wasteful government agencies that are never satisfied with enough money from your pocket, from your wallet. They want more and more and more because they keep telling us, you know, we're not just going to toll I-205 and I-5. We're going to toll 217. We're going to toll Highway 26. And then it'll be I-5 down to Salem, then down to Eugene. And then all of I-5 will be tolled. They're not going to stop, folks. You need to help stop them. VoteBeforeTolls.org. Hey, guess who's uh, coming on with us here at the bottom of the hour? It's Tuesdays. That means State Senator Dennis Linthicum is going to join us at the bottom of the hour. 503-589-1220 is the power of Buke. GMC talk line. 503-589-1220. Emails to Jeff at 1220.am or Jeff at KSLM.news. GL writes, astonishingly that in just three years of globalist rules, many cities in the U.S. have become more dangerous and deadly than many of the most dangerous countries in the world. And government leaders simply lie and gaslight us about it. And this is this video that you can watch, the Washington, D.C. Council Chairman Phil Mendelssohn, saying there is not a crime crisis in Washington, D.C. Really? You look at L.A., which has 35 murders per capita. Portland, which has over 18 murders per 100,000 residents. As does D.C. The most dangerous places in the world are Guyana, Venezuela, Iraq, Brazil. And they are half of what is Washington, D.C., or even L.A. Ukraine. Ukraine. Is 10 times safer than many of these American cities. Portland, by the way, Oregon Live, he has a link to this story. The city set a record in each of the past two years. 101 people were killed in 2022. In 2022, the number shattered the previous peak of 70 homicides in 1987. Now, It increased, it's a KGW story, Portland's homicide rate increased 207% from 2019 to 2021. 207%. Now, why am I talking about this? Because we are coming into the campaign season, folks. This is why I ask you, what people were talking about in your world over Christmas? What are the things that are on their minds? Is it inflation? Is it tolls? Is it not logging? Shut locking down Oregon state forests, state lands that have supported many rural counties. They're in danger. That's going to be the focus of our political coffee clatch tonight, along with. Voting. More and more voting things and laws just took effect January 1st. Tonight, we're going to have a presentation from Janice Disinger all about that issue. Along with State Representative Court Boyce, State Representative, and former county commissioner from down on the south coast, Coos County, He's going to Talk to us about how you can make a difference in the Board of Forestry meeting tomorrow. In fact, we'll have specific talking points tonight, how you can make comment. The comment period is not up. And you can attend the meeting. All of that is tonight at the Political Coffee Club, 6 p.m. at the Honky Talk Bar and Grill. You do not want to miss it.
1: Jeff now at 503-589-1220. That's 503-589-1220. Let's return now to more of Political Coffee with Jeff Krupp. We are back just
2: 22 minutes past the top of the hour. Senator Dennis Lithicum is going to join us at the bottom of the hour. Folks, if you have not read his last newsletter, you need to. Because he covers some... The topics I just discussed, including the state is never satisfied, never has enough. And it's all political, folks. It's all about buying the allegiance of state workers and others who, forgive me, Suck off the government teat, if you will. And that's a lot of people. So, we're going to talk with Senator Lenticum about that because it is, again, I want to go back to why I asked you those questions. Well, I just read the crime statistics. You know, we can talk about government spending all we want. But you know what? That's not the emotional thing that grabs people's hearts. Because remember, people vote today with their hearts. They don't vote with their brain. You got to grab people's hearts. You have to emotionalize the issues if you're going to win. You're going to move people to vote your way. You have got to do that. So I want you to think about that. What are the things that really move people? There is one thing that always has and always will. It is the simple, it is as strong, it's a human emotion as you'll ever find. And it isn't just love. Love is ultimately the greatest human emotion. The second greatest and the most negative is fear. Fear of your family's safety, your safety. We're about to experience more crime than we could have ever imagined. You cannot have 8 million plus people come across the southern border alone. Not including the Godaways, folks. 302,000 last month alone, illegal aliens coming across the borders. Many of them, and there's videos there, with tattooed faces. Gee, who does that? Oh, can you say MS-13? Folks, the issue of crime is the most important issue that can be addressed in the 2024 elections at every level. And it doesn't matter if you're a county commissioner. doesn't matter if you're a school board member. City council. It's crime. You cannot have a lawless society. And that's what Joe Biden's doing on the southern border. Plus giving all kinds of benefits to those who break our laws. Every... Candidate for office in Oregon, every single one of them, every one of them ought to be doing what? Running against Portland and its crime rate and its lawlessness. Saying that if we don't stop it here now and I'm the candidate to help do it, I'll stop it in our local community because it's going to spread. It's a disease. It's a cancer. And it is. It always is. History is replete with those statistics. Every single candidate running for office ought to be running first and foremost on crime. Portland's murder rate. Anywhere else, including in Portland. And the loss of 100,000 Portland residents who've said, no more, I'm out of here. Boom. Those are the real statistics. Why? Why have 100,000 Portland residents left the city of Portland. Why? Do you think you could have a persuasive conversation with someone maybe just by asking that question? Yeah. I bet you could. And you should. This is how we have to make a difference, folks. And you do it with the single most important issue that is always the most important to every human being on the planet own personal safety and that revolves around the issue of crime and being tough on crime I don't care what office you're running for it could be school board doesn't matter you be tough on crime and people will automatically gravitate you subconsciously gravitate to you subconsciously yes there are many other important issues and we know what they are a good economy so you can live Keep up with Joe Biden's and the Democrats' needless inflation. The f- gas tax just went up 5%, folks. Again, more Democrat, needless inflation. And it ain't enough. I bet you could use that in a persuasive conversation. How about that inflation thing? Who's going to get control of it? How can we get control? Of it? Where does inflation come from? How about tolling? There's a lot more to talk about. All of this is what we're going to keep talking about. Not to mention free and fair elections. Not to mention standing up for your rural Oregon counties like we're going to do tonight. State Representative Court Boyce joins us at the political coffee at 6 o'clock at the Honky Tonk Bar and Grill. You do not want to miss it. State Senator Dennis Lithicum joins us in just six minutes.
1: Jeff now at 503-589-1220. That's 503-589-1220. Let's return now to more of Political Coffee with Jeff Krupp.
2: It's 24 minutes. Great to have you with us on the second day of a brand new year, 2024. Lots to talk about, and we'll talk about all the important stuff tonight, political coffee. Clatch, 6 p.m. You're not going to miss it at the Honky Tonk Bar and Grill. In a moment, we're going to chat with State Senator Dennis Lithicum about a great newsletter that he just put out and how you can get to it and how you can read it and use it in your conversations, your persuadable conversations with persuadable people. Freedom, heating, and air makes your life better, They've been doing it in the Mid-Valley for over 50 years. And the reason they've been so successful, they really take care of your customers. And emergency services is one of the ways they do that. So when you have a problem, they ought to be the first people you think about and the first people you call. Because they get out to you faster than anybody else. 503-580-1456. They will fix whatever's making your life miserable and you'll be so happy. 503 580 1456. Check out their website, freedomheatingandair.net. Freedomheatingandair.net. Senator Linthicum,
0: happy new year to you. You bet. You know, this is why you have such a loyal audience, Jeff. You start with this happy note. You know, happy new year. Here we go. Are you guys ready? And uh, when I. Uh, when Amanda answered the phone, she said, how are you, Dennis? And I said, well, we're only two days into the next mess, so I'm doing okay. And, um, <laughs> to the next mess? <laughs> well, yeah. Welcome to Oregon. You know, we, we these people who continually get elected to office, $5 billion over this, you know, seven-year period, is an enormous amount of money. The number of if you were going to toll every road in Oregon, you could do it for under by putting a little shack up in a, in a crossing bar and the raising and lowering it and whatever. You could do it for far cheaper than $5 billion on every little side road coming out of Sprague River and Chilliquin You could put one there on, uh, you know, Chiloquin County road and, and, Yet they're going to do it again and again and again as long as people keep saying, sure, sure, go for it, go for it. And they're they're actually dishonest and abusive. They're stealing the largesse that you have worked hard for, your listeners have worked hard for. We've paid our taxes. And if you dare not pay your taxes, they in Oregon they would take your home and sell it and keep the rewards of your hard work and labor and that's going to have to get changed after the supreme court ruling but the story is always the same you cannot satisfy these gigantic bureaucracies socialism never works by the way
2: you make that point um pretty poignantly in your latest newsletter how can people get to your latest newsletter
0: the easiest way is send me uh, just dennis at electdennis.com. You don't even need to write anything. You know, just uh, I'll I'll see that note come into the mailbox. I'll sign you up. I'll send you the latest one, um, and uh, you'll be on the list and start getting those. Dennis at electdennis.com.
2: I have, by the way, the link. I uh, put that up on the show plan last week. I'm going to put it up again. Because uh, I think it's so important that people read what you write because few other members of the Oregon legislature delve into the issues from a philosophical viewpoint the way you do. And and it it's powerful because at some point it's just common sense and, and it's got to hit home, don't you think?
0: Yeah, well, especially when when voters realize, you know, we can complain, oh, the election was stolen all week long, but we had 135,000 Christian voters who did not Republican registered voters um, and and a majority of those Christian voters who did not vote in the um, Christine Drazen election. So, Christine Drazen would have won easily, hands down if all those ballots um had come out because at some point they they cannot continue the lie. I mean, we've just got too many we we know how math works. We understand how to build things. We're the farmers, we're the workers who get things done. We're the man on the street. And um, and we're going to have to learn to hold them accountable every week, every Tuesday or Wednesday. People should be at their commissioner's office and belly to the commissioners for some policy that the commissioners are implementing that's inappropriate and probably unconstitutional. They should be it, they're voicing their opinions. Cause it, it's a it's a tough it's a tough ask, but man, someone's got to do it.
2: Well, you ought to know you're a county commissioner. And you lived through, you know, people don't show up unless they're angry or upset about something,
0: right? That's exactly right. That's exactly right. They know where problems are coming from. They have common sense, and it's easy enough to see that local government is just hammering down on the stupid rules that come from the federal or uh, from the state legislators.
2: All right, so... um looking at what you're seeing that has been filed for uh, possible law changes in the upcoming February session, what concerns you? What stands out as something that we really need to pay attention to and get involved with?
0: Well, the trouble is, uh, you know, everything's under the covers. So you don't necessarily get to see things, um, they, they could have legislative council. When legislative council is reviewing, figuring out the right words to say, to fool the most people that, um, in private, you can't even see source documents between the legislator who requested it and didn't request it. So I never, you know, put my top 10 out early because until they all, you know, hit the street, you don't know what kind of, you know, financial fiascos are baked into the pie.
2: So you're already in the dark.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's a little bit like the example I used in my newsletter before anybody, before any beneficiary gets a plug nickel, they've already spent millions, hundreds of millions more than they told you they were gonna spend. What they spent was just the amount allocated for the single project. It's like um, the Governor Koteck's housing uh, issue. She can promise you know 300 million for housing and then there's this entire bureaucratic army that gets built, engineered, housed, uh, computers, Uh, uh, desks and chairs, all of this machinery gets involved to keep this process running for decades. They're not just building it tomorrow and walking away. They're building it tomorrow and paying the rent, paying for paint, paying for new roofing, fixing the light in the stairwell, on and on and on. There is no end to the kind of grift that comes out of state government.
2: Well, when will you know um, what's being proposed? I mean, are, are there, l- let me ask you this, are there backroom conversations that you're aware of going on behind the scenes between the governor, Rob Wagner, and your leadership, Tim Knope, about what kind of bills are going to be put forward and what should Republicans do about it?
0: We we have heard promises that nothing radical, quote unquote, is coming forward. Um, in other words, they got all of their slime pushed through the system during our you know walkout. I'm no longer on the ballot as of now. We were in front of the Oregon Supreme Court um, of three weeks ago. And the seven of those justices are now hemming and hawing and opining over what the answer is to the plain wording of the the legislation that was enacted. Um, but r- right now, because they did all their dirty deeds in 2023, um, the, the rumor is that everything in 2024 will be fixes as per the sales pitch on the short session in the first place. So that now we'll have to just see how how gee how honest is this guy?
2: Yeah, well, <laughs> I'm not. I have to be honest with you. I'm not overly optimistic. If there is bad stuff, what will you guys do about it? How you would well, what, you try to stop? Well,
0: yeah, we'll, we'll start by, you know, in my newsletter, I'll keep people informed. I think I, I've been to your coffee clutch in the, in the mornings, several different occasions. Will you be doing that during this five-week session?
1: Absolutely.
2: Yes, we will be. In fact, we'll also be having a war room meeting on Thursday afternoons across the street. Okay. I'd love to have yeah, you uh, come there's... and join our activists there.
0: Yeah, that's a good place to uh, disseminate information and talk frankly about these things. Um, I love going to your uh, coffee clatch thing in the morning because I always get parking tickets from the Salem police. They got to rake in their money somehow.
2: <laughs> Stay, Senator Dennis Lithicum, folks. I will have his uh, link to his up on the. Thank you, Senator. Talk to you again soon.
1: Call Jeff now at 503-589-1220. That's 503-589-1220. Let's return now to more of Political Coffee with Jeff Krupp.
2: Ten minutes till the top of the hour. I want to thank all of you who bought MyPillow products. I gave them away as as Christmas presents over over the holidays. Uh, Just awesome, and we are very, very appreciative. And I hope that you give me feedback. I want to ask you to give me feedback when you can from some of the people that you gave those gifts to, what they think about them. You know what? You can continue to do that. Just go to MyPillow.com, continue to take advantage of all the incredible, great deals they have that they still have today like on those my pillow mattresses there's still 40% off 100 bucks and you can do that take advantage of that great discount along with all the other great products go to mypillow.com use the promo code pc23 we'll get it changed from pc23 to probably pc24 but right now it's pc23 use that okay Let's go to Rich. Rich, good morning. How are you?
3: Morning. Last year I reported on the uh, property tax change by the U.S. Supreme Court, and I think I wrote it in the northwest of some time, in, I think, June or August. Anyway, I taught- had a text conversation with Colin Wallace here in Marion County, commissioner, at that same time. And he's very polite. He says, "Oh yeah, we know about it, and we're attempting to change everything so we can be in line with that law." For starter. Next.
2: That's good.
3: Uh, Senator Linthicum uh, has hit on the idea that uh, they say nothing major is coming. That should always be a warning to tell you that their lips move, therefore they're lying. <laughs>
2: <laughs> I, I, I just hate to say this, but I think you're right. I think Senator Linthicum kind
3: of alluded to that in
2: a nice way that yeah. he doesn't really trust well, uh, what the they're other telling. Well,
3: the you got to remember is this isn't a Democrat party anymore. No, this it isn't. Is a social right. takeover party. And no matter how bad law is, when they're bosses send them a new thing, a new law, they'll they'll do it no matter what. Look at uh, my senator here, uh, Deborah Patterson. She was one of the f- authors of Cut Your Kids Up. And she has no remorse over it. Because they got their law- marching orders from up above. Yep. So you, you can't look at this as Republican and Democrat. You have to look at it as Republican versus whatever the new monster is, whatever whatever name tag you want to tag it to. The other thing about the violence and the crime, uh, you could kick around the theory that due to the fact of the long-time lockdown, you force people into being desperate for toilet paper, etc., and this new socialist party that's uh, the opposite of the Republicans... Uh, they use it to their advantage to cut down law enforcement. And psychologically, a lot of these criminals are, are taking this as a green light because of everybody went into the desperate mode. Look how desperate they were to get toilet paper. And they, they've instilled that, as you aptly described it, fear in people. So they've set the stage on their own by intent.
2: Yes, yes, they have. And our response has got to be everything that we're dedicated to on this radio show, and that is talking about these issues and using them in a manner that persuades people. Now, that's why, Rich, I have to be careful that I don't um, just use words that turn people off all the time. Because sometimes I do. I describe people as idiots. I shouldn't. I should describe them as people who are deceived who make idiotic decisions. Don't you think that sounds better?
3: How about the word gullible?
2: There you go. I like that. They're gullible. But I think they're waking up and I think that the Salem City Income Tax Vote really sort of showed that, didn't it?
3: Yeah. The thing that's disappointing to me is that it should have been a bigger landslide with all the number of people that live and work in Salem.
2: Well, the problem is, well, yeah, you, you you said it correctly, live and work in Salem, because those are the only ones who could vote on it. I think it would have been bigger if people who don't live in Salem but work in Salem and were going to pay it, if they could have been allowed to have voted on it, I bet you it would have probably been 95%. Yeah,
3: well, I, I look at it this way. You have... X number of hundred thousand people that are classified as live within the city limits of Salem, and you look at the voter turnout. Well, that was extremely low.
2: Yes, it was, um, and and that's what's probably more disturbing than anything. Even as much as this was going to impact people, not enough people got out and voted about it. Hey, Rich, thanks. Appreciate it as always. We'll we uh, see you tomorrow or tonight, rather, at the political coffee clatch at six p.m.
3: Uh, I'm trying to get, think about getting there. <laughs> well, I have other right. things I have to do, so it depends upon if I run out of out of physical energy.
2: <laughs> okay. Thanks, Rich, as always. Doug writes an email, emails, uh, by the way, to jeff at 1220.am or jeff at KSLM. So states need to regain their sovereignty. What is it but a civil war when you have one state, Texas, trying to defend its borders from an invasion army of military-aged single men from enemy nations? which is true. And the federal government is suing the state to keep their borders open. What is it when one political party seeks to imprison the candidate of the other party? The law is their weapon. Since they can't garner democratic majorities, they use force and deception, civil for now, and violent when they don't get their way. We have two bad choices, shut the government down or follow a mentality designed to destroy. And then... Uh, Got an email, uh, or rather a text, from one of our great uh, state employees. Um, And we do. And I'm sorry if sometimes I sound like I'm down on them. I'm not. Because if it weren't for many of you who are... Not only state employees, but your county employees, your city employees, you work for school districts. You live your life with common sense and you do not see common sense in the decisions of your leadership. You're very frustrated. I get that. And if it weren't for you, we wouldn't know about a whole lot of things. Like John Kitzhaber's obvious corruption with his first girlfriend that caused his resignation as governor. Had it not been for a state employee who listens to this show leaking those emails, we would have never known it. So to all of you out there that work for government agencies, when we talk about government is never satisfied and yes, pay and benefits keep going up and up and up and up and up, PERS is still unresolved and it's going to be unresolved. I'm not downing you. If it weren't for you, we would have no knowledge, and I would not have knowledge of specific things that I've talked about over the years and will talk about because I expect that many of you are going to continue to share those things with me, even anonymously. Thank you for doing that. But we can't. Just kill the proofs that lay the Hey, I'm point We have to pull back and stop. We'll see how all of this comes about Join us tonight, 6 o'clock, political coffee club, Coffee Talk, bar in Dalen. See you then.